2: Welcome back to the program. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment like music news.
1: Yeah, beat. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music with Donna Valentine Yee-haw! and Steve Patterson.
2: You like Huey Lewis on the news? This, this is, is the beat. Ah, uh, let me start with Robert Smith from The Cure. He is yes. calling uh, Ticketmaster's yes. dynamic pricing a scum. Yes. Scum.
3: This guy should run for president. Well, <laughs> he drops some truth, I think.
2: He, he's not a fan, okay, of Ticketmaster. And so in order to fight against scalpers... The Cure used a verified fan pre sale and they opted out of platinum and dynamically priced tickets for their sale yesterday. Okay?
0: okay. They
2: wanted to make sure that their fans could get tickets at a fair price. Some of the tickets were as low as 20 bucks. But Ticketmaster ultimately did what they needed to uh, make sure that they made money by tacking on fees. Fans were calling out Ticketmaster on Twitter about how some of them spent the same amount of money in fees that they did on the ticket. And they were charging around $22 a ticket plus a flat order fee of five fifty, dollars And then I guess it went on from there. But Robert Smith wants to make sure fans know he had no hand in that price surge. Uh, he called their, you know, pricing a scam. He, there was a series of tweets from him. And in the last one, he said, I had a separate conversation about platinum to see if i had misunderstood something but he said i hadn't it's a greedy scam and all artists have the choice not to participate and if no, no artist
3: information
2: he said if artists didn't participate uh, participate it would cease to
3: exist to my knowledge he's the first artist to say that it is an artist's choice to opt into that mm-hmm. and i'm sure that uh, there there are a lot of managers out there who have said. Guys, let's just do it because it's the norm anyway, so we don't need to be the trailblazers here. The system is what the system is. But I I like what he had to say. And I still maintain their idea of let's tell you more about the fees would only irritate the consumer more. If you're going to price them high, just price them high. There was somebody who emailed after we were talking about this the other day. And, oh, I forget what it was that she did, but she recently bought a ticket for something, and it actually was the ticket price that it said up front right. was what she paid at checkout, and she said it was so refreshing. Huh. Even if there are baked-in fees, you think we're going to be happier because you're now calling that fee a processing fee and explaining what it goes to?
2: Where did she get her tickets?
3: I for, I'm i forgetting in the moment. So I, I
2: think there's an... Uh... Misunderstanding that Ticketmaster is the only game in town, right? I Like, I didn't know that you could get tickets. I I thought you had to go where they were, the band or the artist was putting the tickets on sale. I mean, through... I don't really well, understand. I think that's the
3: only place that you can get original tickets, right? Isn't oh, everything else just resale?
2: R- yes. Okay. And then but-
3: one of the other problems that Ticketmaster has... Is that the bots can go in and order thousands of tickets before you and your excited little tween who wants to go see Taylor Swift? You guys can keep it and refresh all you want, but my this is not based on fact. This is based on what I believe is happening: that the dark web already got your tickets. They've already they they have fast computers, they have processors, and so you're there excited and you're all too well t-shirt like mom hit refresh again. You're not going to win. Ticketmaster is so... It's broken. Why, why do you have to bring this up?
2: I don't know. But it's you you should look at mad. some of his tweets because he is all caps tweeting yeah. and just saying, I'm sickened as you all are by today's Ticketmaster fees debacle. To be very clear, the artist has no way to limit them. I've been asking how they're justified. If I get anything coherent by ways of an answer, I will let you all know.
3: I mean... I'll ask it again, and then I'll walk away from this. Okay. But Donna, I'll give you an hour to come up with, to verbally process and come up with a good solution that will beat the ability of computers to go do all this stuff, to gobble up tickets, and then to resell them.
2: Offer them at the venue. Can you still go to the venue and just buy them? Or is that through Ticketmaster? So exclusively?
3: So then you'd have to do that exclusively for them to buy something at a ticket window.
2: Or buy through the venue. I mean, I don't know. I don't really understand what's happening. I I feel like Ticketmaster is a monopoly. We need to break that up. I don't know. Give me options. But
3: even worse is when the politicians try to get involved. And I'm talking about all of you on every side. You all start quoting lyrics from Taylor Swift, and that doesn't feel like the cure. Thank you. (laughs) It's Uh, just a lose-lose for everybody. Yeah, it's a bummer. Just be caller six right now to 651-641-1071. We're not giving anything away, but if you want to be caller six (laughs) just to feel the excitement, sure. (laughs) I don't know. Uh,
2: No, you don't have to do that. Anyway, uh, to be continued. Okay, I really
3: want to take caller six right
2: All now. All right, you can, and then tell us your favorite letter.
3: Six five one six four one <laughs> one zero seven one. Caller six, right now gets on the air. The first five don't, but the six one does. And you can just tell us the favorite your favorite concert you've ever been to, and then we're going to hang up on you. Okay, here we go. Open the phone lines. They six five one yes six four one one zero seven one. Caller six. We are uh, not giving away tickets to any fancy concert shows. But we're going to give you an opportunity to just say out loud your favorite concert you've been to, and then we'll be all out of time.
2: Hmm. Okay. Uh, while Mike is manning the phones, um, <laughs> hey. Kanye West, I have an update on um, those charges. Um, or not the charges, but remember he threw a woman's phone into the street Well, she pressed charges. And you don't remember this?
3: I don't remember this.
2: Okay, well, the toss is said to have affected only the case around her device, which was valued at $30. Hey, that's a splurge for me. Let's go to the phones.
3: <laughs> Do we have caller six? We've got caller six. Hi, caller six. You're on the radio. Uh, what's your name? Hi there. You're on the air. Okay.
2: <laughs> All right. Great. We've
3: got caller seven. No, take <laughs> him. We'll take it. Here we go. Hi there. You're on the uh, You're on the radio Bay. now. We don't know your name yet. Say it out loud. Leo. Leo, what's your favorite hey, concert Leo. you've ever been to?
2: Hey, Leo. Right.
3: Yeah? What's your favorite concert? Steve. My favorite concert? Yes, uh, Leo. Uh, Ted <laughs> Nugent, I guess. It was the loudest.
2: Wow, the Nuge. <laughs> Thank you Carmen. for the call,
3: Leo. Carmen was pretty loud.
2: What was pretty loud?
3: Carmen. Do you mean like the cr- yeah, Christian I mean rapper that, Carmen? I mean that Carmen. Yes. Oh, cool. Oh yeah. yeah, he had a he had a rap song at one point. It was called "Who's in the House?" JC, which was an abbreviation. Oh, for Jesus my wife Christ.
0: loves that song.
3: Oh my gosh, it was! And as a as a suburban kid in middle America, I was like, "Well, this is cool." As music could possibly get, we've crescendoed. Thank you, Leo, for the call. Yep. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Don. I'm sorry that I did that.
2: And we're out of time. <laughs>
3: it's okay. Remember, everything in my head feels like a gold medal idea. And it's not sometimes until I say them out loud and they're fleshed out that I realize how dumb it was. But just like Ticketmaster has no cure, there is no cure for Stevie Boy's illness either.
2: When we come back, you know, i I'm not proud of this, but I flipped somebody off yesterday on my way to work. What? I did.
3: You get so angry behind the wheel. Oh, my
2: God. I think people don't know how to, like, just share the road. I think you
3: don't know how to just (gasps) be kind of patient.
2: Well, anyway, flipping people off is dead. It's being replaced with something else. I will tell you what that is when we come right. Hey, guys, it's Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm. You know, Mike Bryant is a great attorney. If you ever find yourself the victim of a personal injury as a result of an accident, I highly recommend that you set up a free consultation with Mike Bryant over at Bradshaw and Bryant. You know, I know sometimes people are hesitant to reach out to a personal injury attorney. I'm sure you're thinking, well, if I wasn't really injured, why do I need to call an attorney? The insurance company will handle everything. But, you know, on the most basic level, an experienced personal injury attorney understands the legal process. Um, They've got they know how to best resolve things. And of course, at the end of the day, it is entirely up to you. But without an attorney, you'll probably know if an offer is too low. Or uh, you won't know what to do if the other party won't settle. And it costs nothing to meet with Mike or a member of his team at Bradshaw and Bryant. Find him online today. You can do that at MinnesotaPersonalInjury.com. Hey, thanks for listening to the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Mike the Zamboni also in the house. Hey,
0: Mike. Hey, hey, how's it Hi. going?
2: Pretty good we're going to play the college of pop culture yes. knowledge coming up at 10 30 that's just a few minutes from where we are very exciting
3: then at eleven 30 we're going to debut a new game called whose voice is it anyway that we will openly workshop on the air uh zamboni is in charge of this and he will be our game leader and uh it'll be fun
2: it'll be fun we'll just do a raw test drive so anyway we'll do it raw <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it live Anyway, uh, young people are supposedly ditching the bird and giving drivers a thumbs down instead of the middle (laughs) finger. So which would you be more offended by?
3: I love everything about this story. I kind of do, too. The internet usually gives us dumb stuff that is fun to talk about, but like, okay, no one's going to do that. This story is so spot on.
2: So they're saying their argument is they someone talked to a bunch of millennials and gen zers about it and the basic argument is it's not as rude or crass but it's actually more hurtful. <laughs> it's like your dad saying he's disappointed in you. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yes, right. Um, the finger
3: seems so angry. I'm like, boy, that person they're really fired up.
2: That's so funny. Yeah, thumbs down
3: is just like, hey, come on, buddy.
2: Flipping someone off is also aggressive. So when you do it, the natural reaction is to get defensive. And a thumbs down, though, keeps the focus on the other person. It's like a statement that they did something wrong, not just that you're mad.
3: Right. Read another way. If somebody flips you off, your natural instinct is to flip them off and think, what the heck are they flip me off for? If somebody gives you a thumbs down, you're going to be like, wait, what did I do?
2: This is funny because thumbs down is like a universal sign on social media, right? Yeah,
3: you're either you, thumbs you, up you,
2: or thumbs down something. Yeah, you can
3: downvote things that way, like on Reddit, dislike posts, yeah.
2: Oh, my God. One TikToker said she got a thumbs down uh, sometime a while back for driving too slow and she still thinks about it all the time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I'm going to try that. Only on a need-to-try basis.
3: Why'd you flip somebody off today? You no, psycho. yesterday. It was
2: yesterday. It wasn't today. Today, everything was great. Okay. There is an area where you're coming from 35, where it turns into 94. So 35 north... Mm-hmm. As it turns, you got to get onto ninety four very quickly. There is a small window of time to get over, but there are also people using that same lane, the exit lane, as an entrance lane. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I so do. they're coming on. You're trying to get off.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: I have my blinker on. This guy, there's no reason he needs to stay in the right lane. Get over. Get get on get on the highway. It's like we have to crisscross. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I have like five seconds left to get over. And he's speeding up so that I can't get over. And I'm like, really, dude, really? Like, people are mean here. They are so, like, passive aggressively, like, they just want to stick it to you. And I'm like, what did I do to you? Just share the damn road.
3: Now, Now, you're reading intent into his maneuver.
2: Well, then he's an unaware driver. If he can't see, there's somebody who desperately needs to
3: get over here. <laughs> You're using such extreme language.
2: I think this is a hot button. I-, I think people know what I'm talking about. Also, people don't yield when they come onto a highway. They just fly right on. They don't care that you can't move over a lane to let them in. There's just a lot of uh, inconsideration.
3: I... I, did, I just did an Insta poll during the commercial break of random radio topic. This is on, like, my Instagram story. When's the last time you flipped somebody off in traffic? <laughs> I gave them four options. They were today, this week, this uh, this month, or I would never. And so far, today, zero votes. Five people have flipped somebody off this week. (laughs) 26 people have flipped somebody off this month. And 46, the dominant, coming in at 60%, said, I would never. Okay. May I suggest something? Yeah. As a friend. And I'm going to put my fellow TV uh, colleague on blast as well. You, I have professionally been closest to the two of you than any people in my career. You, Donna Valentine... Her, Elizabeth Reese. And I've talked about this on Twin Cities Live, so I can talk about it here. The two of you go full Hyde in the car. Jekyll and Hyde. And it's like, what what is going on? So I would suggest this. I get it. I drive the same roads that you do, Donna. I read the book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. It's all small stuff. No, but I'm just saying, here's my point. I'm not going to give you a pep talk. Here's my point. In that book, it was pretty much like, yeah, there are bad drivers all over the place. You are going to be on the road every day for the rest of your life. You get to make a choice as to what your attitude is going to be. And if it's, I'm just waiting for somebody to piss me off, you're going to get PO'd no, every day is, on the way to work. No, nobody's but my point waiting
2: is, for someone to... Uh, that's no, a high level of, what's the word? up Tolerance. I have a high level of tolerance. When no, you somebody don't. deliberately...
3: You don't. I'm calling you out. You do not. Because you come in. Think of how many times I have come in. And I'm not saying this is a me better than you. We're not going to have time to get to the phone call here. We'll get to okay, them after fine. the break if we need to. All right. But think of how many times you have come in and said, you know what somebody did on the road today? Or this jerk, blah, blah. blah and I never do. And I'm not suggesting I'm better. But I, that when I read that page, it made me think, you know what? I get stressed out and cranky about all sorts of things. I'm going to not let driving be one of them. And I think that more onus is on the driver. You get to decide how you react, because there's boneheads every day that you will encounter. Okay, then
2: first of all, I would like to sue the engineers who, the civil engineers who came up with the stupid idea (laughs) to make an exit also an entrance. That's a fair point. Like, Steve, if I don't catch that, I'm going to be late for work if I miss, I have to go through downtown Minneapolis.
3: I know what you're talking. I know. I do the same thing you know, every that'll day. That'll set
2: me back twenty minutes. I'm gonna have to sit at lights. It's just one act of kindness. Everybody Why on the road just today. Why you slow down? One act of kindness.
3: Why didn't you just slow down and get in behind him if he was? Speeding I can't up? remember.
2: It was just an impossible situation that I. Why could- are you mad at me now? I don't know.
3: Six, Let's five, right. one here.
2: Thumbs down. Uh, get- okay, we're back. We're excited. We got a caller on the line, and we're going to play a little game. Time to go to college. College, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three
1: trivia questions to find out who's smarter.
2: Donna. Donna's the smart one. Or
0: Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun.
1: And here's your host, Mighty Mike. I want to see how smart you are.
0: Let's find out how smart you guys are as we are playing the College Pop Culture Knowledge. Today is a uh, it's a big day in the world of sports. Don't worry. Pop culture today has nothing to do with sports, but it's the start of the NCAA basketball tournament. Oh, yeah. Today yeah. is all going to be pop culture tournaments. Might be TV, movies, oh. things that have to do with pop culture that uh, were tournament-based. Tournaments like on this. pop culture. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And we've got our buddy Alan on the line to play.
2: Hey, Alan. Hello. Hi, hey, how are you?
0: I'm swell. That
3: sounds Great. nice. Alan, you drive more or less for a living. Last time you flipped somebody off in traffic was when? Um, I actually prefer to uh, look them straight in the eye and just shake my head and, and look down. <laughs> that's that that's works another too. thing that's that good. communicates disappointment, like the thumbs down. Um, All right. Well, Alan, listen, it's sort of tournament-based here. You get an opportunity to team up with Donna or with Steve. Who would you like to team up with?
1: Let's
3: uh, defeat the uh, fat NFL coach, Shamer, Donna Valentine.
2: Wow. <laughs> That's true. Wait, what? He's yeah. picking you?
3: He's picking me. He okay. said, let's defeat the fat NFL head coach, Shamer, <laughs> Donna Valentine. That's a deep tease to
0: last week. Uh, all right, okay. Alan, let's I go. Good luck. Some more Andy Reid is uh, nodding in approval. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> happy with this pick we're gonna put uh alan on hold as uh, we're gonna play again it's college pop culture knowledge tournament the theme today as we start the ncaa men's basketball tournament uh here in just about 45 minutes we will get to start with this one jay law plays a character who voluntarily takes the place of her younger sister in a televised competition where teenagers fight to the death in this 2012 film adaptation of an 08 novel Hunger games. this televised cooking competition pits 12 amateurs against each other in challenges around perfecting baked goods and is preparing for its 14th season Cupcake Wars? this 2001 film tells the story of a 14th century peasant who sets out to prove himself worthy in a jousting competition and finds romance along the way he was played by Heath Ledger Great British Baking Show. Say that one again. Uh, 2001 film tells the story of a 14th century peasant who sets off to prove himself worthy in a jousting competition. Finds a romance along the way. He was played by Heath Ledger. One second. All right. Time is up. am going to bring Alan back in here. Alan, you heard uh, anyone you want me to repeat? You've heard what Steve gave. It's the second and third. Second one was this televised cooking competition pits 12 amateurs against each other in challenges around perfecting baked goods and is preparing for its 14th season. Steve went with Great uh, British Baking Show. Yep, I agree with that. And then finally, this 2001 film tells the story of a 14th century peasant who sets out to prove himself worthy in a jousting competition and finds romance along the way. He was played by Heath Ledger. What did you say? Steve did not give an answer for that one. Time ran out on him. Oh. Can you guess? Mm, I don't. I don't know. All right, we'll put you on hold and bring Donna in here to see. how oh, she hey. does. Hey, 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 hey. How's it going? It's going great. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Hey, Steve. Steve, how's it going? Real good. Feeling good. Okay. Know. All
2: right.
3: I don't feel great about how we did, but I
0: just feel good in general. That's awesome. Okay. Good to know. All right, we'll start things off with this one here. Tournaments in pop culture again, the theme. J-Law plays a character who voluntarily takes the place of her younger sister in a televised competition where teenagers fight to the death in this 2012 film adaptation of an 08 novel.
2: Uh, That's called Hunger Games.
0: This televised cooking competition pits 12 amateurs against each other in challenges around perfecting baked goods and is preparing for its 14th season.
2: The Great Baking Show. This, not, okay, that's fine.
0: This 2001 film tells the story of a 14th century peasant who sets out to prove himself worthy in a jousting competition and finds romance along the way. He was played by Heath Ledger.
2: Oh, oh God, what was the name of that movie? I don't know, but the second one is uh, The Great American Bake Baking Show. Or it's not Bake Off because they can't use that because it was trademarked or oh. something. Okay.
0: We are going to go to the answers here. Uh, We started off with the Patriot
3: butts, everyone. The Patriot.
0: We'll start off with the. uh, We'll start off with the last one. This 2001 film tells the story of a 14th century peasant. Uh, Heath Ledger played him. It was a Knight's Tale.
2: Oh, uh, never saw yeah, that one. Yes, wrong.
0: Knight's Guarded. Tale, one of his big movies before, uh, obviously, so we both the got Joker that role. Yeah, you both got that one wrong. Uh, and then the first one you both nailed, of course. It is Hunger Games. It's all going to come down to this middle one. Televised cooking competition that pits 12 amateurs against each other, perfecting baked goods, preparing for its 14th season. You are correct. They can't use Bake Off because that is the British version of it. So instead, they use great british baking show ah. i would have accepted great british baking show i would have accepted great british bake off steve somehow nailed that one. Oh, yeah, no I, I went british I, instead of american. american yes that's that's the key i was looking for two words british baking and then like i said <sighs> Darn. show or off it's a funny story actually uh pillsbury owns the rights to uh bake off so they can't use that because of pillsbury rights What about
2: in the UK? They can in
0: the UK they can. That's why they're the Great British Bake Off in the UK.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: But when it airs here, it's known as the Great British Baking Show. The series in other countries uh, have used Bake Off, where but uh, in the US they have to use uh, Baking Show because it's owned that is trademarked by Pillsbury.
2: I'm going to try that with the driver next time instead of doing (laughs) the thumbs down or the bird. I'll just be be like, oh, Bake Off. (laughs) (laughs) Alan, you are the winner. Yay, Alan.
1: We we, we won. Hey, as uh, Steve
3: would say backwards, I believe that is now you. (laughs) (laughs) We won. Yes, this is great. Alan, (sighs) you're learning. You're growing right before our very
2: eyes. (laughs) Our little boy is all grown up.
3: All right. All right. That's awesome.
2: Bye, Alan. Bye, guys. See you. Have a great day. I'm not mad that you didn't pick me. Don't worry about it. And fine. he called you
3: a fat shamer, too. I mean, what I'm a- not
2: a fat shamer? I was just saying, why doesn't Tom Brady go and coach? Like, stop playing.
0: <sighs> He's got a pretty good gig lined up. He's yeah. gonna make 35 mil a year.
2: All right, he'll be fine.
0: He'll be fine. Let's do this. Mel Todd. Mel
2: Todd. Mel Todd! Mel Now listen, I'm not gonna say the name of this person, but she sent a message we were talking about. I was saying that people tend to be pretty rude when it comes to the road and not sharing it. This person says, Minnesota has the rudest drivers. I drove in (laughs) Chicago traffic for many years and they know how to zipper merge. But Minnesota drivers will not let you into the traffic merge. You have to stop and wait for someone to let you in. Or you just have to be a jerk and make your presence felt. I gave up flipping people off. I just shake my fist and yell at them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Positive growth that sounds there. better. They are totally spot on. If you get me started on zipper merge, yeah, you're though I don't to go rage in my you car. Can, right?
2: You're supposed yes. to go as far as you can mm-hmm. and then make your way in.
3: And a bunch of these, pardon my French here, but a bunch of these dummies who just get in line and say, well, I guess I'll just take the longest possible route now yeah, nice. and they get in line early and then they're upset with you for understanding how a zipper merge works. You s- slow drivers in that case, you are wrong. You are the one who is, you're doing it incorrectly. If they held a a symposium on how to do the zipper merge, Hmm. you would leave embarrassed because you would realize you were principled and wrong this whole time. We're not like East Coast jerks who are trying to go to the front of the line. We're trying to zipper merge the way that you're supposed to, you dum-dums.
2: And now this. Sharon, 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 she moved to Madison. She said, if you put your blinker on, people slow down and let you in. It's so much nicer there.
3: Hmm. Oh, well, you know, listen, <laughs> Darren, God here comes a
2: Ted talk.
3: We chose to live <laughs> in Minnesota, you and I. So we we can say this. People who are born and bred here, they just think Minnesota nice. They still think it's a compliment. Mm. And I just think, oh, bless their heart. You think that we're complimenting you when we say Minnesota nice? That's fake nice. That's all it means, guys, is that you're fake nice. Oh, we should do dinner. (laughs) No, my mom still recounts this time when, like, groceries spilled, and then people just walked around her, and no one stopped to help her in a grocery store parking lot. Back in Pittsburgh, it would be like, oh, my gosh, hon, look at you. You're just a mess today, aren't you? Here, let me help you. You know, and they're just straight to the point.
2: I feel like that is kind of a blanket statement, more than, like, I can give you probably 80 examples on Minnesota roads of people just not sharing, just not, nope, not going to do it, and then they try not to look at you. I, I, do, I just feel like it's a road thing. We do have a caller on the line. Should we take it?
3: Listen, I what, don't care. Let's do it. Do we have a name or are we taking Jennifer, a call? Hey,
1: Jennifer Jenny
3: from the block. Hi. Jennifer, how are you?
1: I'm well. How are you doing?
3: We're doing really well. What's on your mind?
1: I've got a tip. Um, I'm born and raised here. And what I finally learned is don't put on your blinker when you want to change lanes until the moment you're actually going to change into that lane. Because if you put your blinker on, hands down, people start accelerating so you can't get in that lane. It's <laughs> the
2: craziest thing I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> yeah, it Ooh, okay. Is. But I found right. that to be generally effective. And then if people do tail me or do get you know, angry with me, I do what I call an energy ball thing where i conjure up all this energy and i toss it back at them and they always oh. back off it's, so rather wait, than you mean mentally? the bird or thumbs down <laughs> do you
2: just so, do it mentally yeah oh, so. well
1: actually i do take my hand i'll take my right oh. hand and kind of just throw it back and it's just like
2: oh i've never seen all that
1: back way off
2: <laughs> or i look like oh. it could be that too i don't know <laughs> wow <laughs> or how about if you just put your hands up like like what the heck how do you explain yeah. what i'm doing steve
3: Both hands up, like, like, what are you talking about? And
2: like, shaking
1: your hands off the wheel. Uh, (laughs) I do that too. If you look crazy, people tend to back away as well.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I used to do that in church so no one would sit next to me in the pew. Love it.
3: See, that's always been my theory too, if ever chosen, like in a jury pool, is just to be sitting there minding my own business and then at some point just throw out like a. And then they got to be like, okay, sir, you're dismissed, right?
2: I don't know. I mean, the defense might want you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh. all right. We should go. Um, all right, Sorry when we I come back. Up.
3: Um, I'll give you the latest on my poll, which is is growing now, of um, <laughs> last time you flipped. I'm Bradley Trainer
2: And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item.
3: A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out.
2: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this
3: is Chris Jenner,
2: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
3: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Somebody off in traffic. I've got that pull up on my Instagram, so we'll read you the results of that. Uh, and then there's a little... You know, listen, never a day goes by without a scary new ChatGPT story. So I'll tell you the companies. If you think it's a fad, there are companies who are implementing ChatGPT and the new things that it can do. We'll tell you what it can do, who's implementing it, when we can. Hey,
2: good morning. Welcome, to, uh, Oh, I almost said hour three. <laughs> Not We're hour close three. Close to that, very, very close. close, guys. I mean, close enough, right? We're rounding up. Thanks, man. Uh, welcome back to the show. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. This is where talk is fun. Except the last segment where we got a little crabby.
3: Yeah, listen. It, it,
2: listen. That is a hot topic for any driver. People love to be about driving.
3: Yes, and, and the zipper merge. The zipper merge is though. I don't like voice my displeasure. I'm not flipping people off when they're not letting me into the zipper merge. I have the frustration inside of what's what's frustrating in that moment is how right the wrong person thinks they are. It's a principled thing for me. I want to pull the car over and just stop and say, real quick, I know what all you dummies are doing, and you think, well, I'm doing it the right way, and cheaters never win. Move up! He's trying to get in. But you're wrong. Do you know that? Engineers who created this system would tell you you are wrong. Do you know that? And then I'd get back in my car. So I sense the frustration. I, i get that. The
2: first time I heard people talking about this... I didn't really understand what they were talking about because we didn't call it a zipper merge. We just called it because that's when traffic is at. You're in the let's just say you're trying to get on and the right lane is super backed up. Right. And it's like crawling traffic. It's not like people going 60 miles an hour. It's crawling. You need to get in. You need to take that on ramp, take it as far as you can before trying to get in. Right? That's what you're talking about. Yes. Drive as far as you can Mm -hmm. to try to get in when the lane ends. Don't start trying to get over. That is the way
3: to do it that would best help the continued flow of traffic. Got it. If you just abandon a lane while the lane is still functional, you've created a bigger problem. You dum-dums.
2: I think we need to have a YouTube video about this. I'm sure there's many.
3: The reason it's probably called a zipper merge here, Donna, you're right. In other parts of the world, it's called merging. (laughs) And I guess they had to introduce zipper to try to visually explain it to the children. Right. I mean, hello. Yeah. But yeah, people, they do. It's just, that's what bugs me about it is it is such a principled, I know the people who get in line at the back think that we're budging in line at Valley Fair and we're not. You dum-dums. Oh, my gosh. Um, I do have a couple funny things that I want to share. Some people were messaging me on Instagram. Uh, We were talking. This all, by the way, came out of a topic where there's a new trend where younger drivers aren't flipping people off in traffic. They're giving you a thumbs down, which they think will stick with you longer. You get a finger from somebody and it's like, yeah, whatever, that dude's ticked off. Moving on. You get a thumbs down. That night at dinner, the fork will slowly be lifting to your mouth and you're thinking, what did I do? Like why were they so disappointed in me? So then uh Donna said that she just flipped somebody off. Yesterday I have people emailing me or messaging me now saying, I like to give a really aggressive thumbs up when somebody right. cuts me Sarcastic off. That's funny. Thumbs up. Yeah, I think that's funny. That that's was from good. Emily. Uh, Tina sent me a note and said, I saw somebody get flipped off this week for like half a mile.
2: Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> well, <laughs> now you're that looking now mad. you're looking for someone to follow you and get out of their car and
3: yeah, you don't want yeah. a road rage incident, and I think that when you when you introduce the finger to a situation, Donna, you could be throwing uh, gasoline on a match that you didn't know was lit.
2: Well, from now on, I'll just scream in my car like I u- usually do with the yeah. you know, I kind of tag team it with the gesture, but maybe I'll stop the gesture.
3: Daniel the painter DM'd and said, "Hey Steve, guaranteed I'll be flipping somebody off today when I drive to Toronto in twenty minutes." Wow. It's a bad traffic. So he already knows. He's just, he he knows it's going to happen. So here's where the poll lies now. Last time you flipped somebody off in traffic, your options were today, this week, this month, or I would never. 3% said today. 6% said this week. 27% said this month. 64% said I would never.
2: Okay, that's good. That's That's good. That's called restraint.
3: How about you, Mike? Uh, You're a pretty calm guy, but sometimes otherwise calm, controlled people, they become a different version of themselves in their vehicles.
0: I had a very similar situation to what happened to Donna yesterday as I was merging from... Actually, I was on the lane trying to merge over as somebody else was coming on, and I had a person behind me do the whole like speed up before you get to the like So there's still a solid white line. They come flying by my right yep, side trying to pass. I know exactly what you're And I'm about. like, well, I need to get over there. So then I get over there, get in front of them. They're like right up behind me. And then the guy on the left side of me tries to get into the same lane and was like this close to running into me. So I just calmly looked over at him and said... You're doing great. Oh, nice good job for you. with a big thumbs up. So <laughs> I agree with uh, the one email. I'm definitely a thumbs up th- condescending. That's that's, 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 better. that's that's the route
3: I go every time. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. That's that's a funny and it's still like you still get to blow a little steam. Oh yeah. Right? Because I'm just But you get yeah, to do it with yeah. just that totally sarcastic smile. Like, like Nice smile. job, pal. Gold medal on driving great. today.
2: Well, if they're gonna be passive aggressive, you can be passive aggressive exactly, back yeah. like, Oh, yeah, you're doing great.
3: Dumbass, <laughs> Donna, <What>? Donna. See, <laughs> honestly, I got into the car with Elizabeth Reese for the first time, and I was like, "Whoa,
2: what happened? Where,
3: what, who hurt you? Why? Where's this coming from? <laughs> like, you're never this angry at work or anywhere else. Like, why are you? That's funny. This way, <laughs> Chat GPT is a confusing thing that keeps coming up in the news. But with each passing headline that you read, you think. Maybe this will be a thing. Holly thinks this will go the way of the Bored Ape NFT. It'll be the latest acronym in the tech world that's like, remember NFTs? Remember ChatGPT? Well, they released a new version, so it was trending on Twitter yesterday. Uh, They say that just like, so it's GPT-4. Just like the updated system can write human-like text and code, it can do that. But this uh, ChatGPT-4 can also analyze images and OpenAI says that this version will be more creative. So some of the things that ChatGPT 4 has been able to do so far, it turned a hand-drawn sketch on a napkin into a functional website. Wow. So that would be like sketching out like, oh, if I had a website and I would kind of do it like this, I'd have the toolbar up here and the about us here, blah, blah, blah. It took that image, used information from it, and created a website. Put me down for a yes, please, to that. As a guy who once tried to start a Squarespace web page that sucked. Wow. I wish the computers could have saved me. One user had it generate recipes based on a photo of some groceries. That's pretty cool. Here's the haul that I just got from the market. I'm going to take a picture of my groceries. Can you please give me some recipes based on what I just bought? And then, boom, it oh, generated Oh, yeah, that's recipes. awesome. Okay, that's, that's cool. Awesome. I
2: like that.
3: Another said that they got it to recreate code for the arcade game Pong in less than a minute. Super smart. Now, several companies have already, quote-unquote, hired the updated chatbot. So this ChatGPT4 is going to help Duolingo. Their language learners will be able to practice their conversation skills, so Duolingo sees merit in it. No word yet from Duolipa. Hi-hat. <laughs> rimshot. shot. Nice, okay. Uh, you High know, hat. S- sorry, I meant to say room shot. A hi-hat's just the symbol, right? I think That's so. That's
2: a hi-hat. I think so. Yeah,
3: oh, okay. <laughs> the, the jazz one. Um, Stripe, which is like a payment company, They um, have it advising developers on technical matters. So they have developers asking ChatGPT, should we do this? Should we do this? Should we do this on our already very sophisticated payment platform? Khan Academy, K H A N. if you've heard of Khan Academy, uh, they were impressed by ChatGPT4's potential to get the top score on some AP exams. So the education nonprofit is launching a pilot to have the chatbot tutor students and help teachers plan lessons. Hmm. One downfall, ChatGPT4 is still prone to churning out some bullcrap responses when it actually doesn't know the answer instead of most humans just being like, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. So it can. there's still a misinformation element to it, but they're really trying to work on it. So that's the, that's the latest from the world of ChatGPT, which again, maybe we'll look back and say, boy, did we waste a lot of time on talking about that. <clears throat> or we'll look back on this as, like the day that Katie Couric famously asked on the Today Show, "What is internet?"
2: Uh, that's so right. So you know,
3: so who knows? I oh don't know. Oh my Gosh,
2: I love, that. I I, love I, that. I
3: I I remain intrigued by it. So now I had to get on a new waiting list. You go to the ChatGPT website, Donna, and then you get on a waiting list now to be invited into ChatGPT Four, this new version. So I waited for a while for the last one.
2: Wow! Yeah, I'm. That's crazy. That you're doing people that. people
3: seem interested.
2: Okay.
3: But all you have to do is just go to the website and then just say, I want to be on the waiting list. Give me your email and you're done.
2: I think I'm okay. I think I'm I fine.
3: I want you to implement GPT, baby. Come on. Dunna. I think I'm all right. Thank you. Are we getting any interesting emails? I've <laughs> got a couple of people that emailed in regarding the, uh, they have their own Nespresso and say like it. They love it. It changed their relationship with coffee. They get excited about making coffee. Now, why is it
2: that I've never heard of this brand? What's my problem?
3: shocking to me. Like,
2: I mean, and I said when you brought it up, I don't watch sports. I'm assuming you're seeing lots of commercials during sporting events?
3: Nope. Um, George Clooney has famously backed this brand for maybe like a decade now. What? He did commercials with Danny DeVito. It's George Clooney and Nespresso. It's a cappuccino maker, an espresso maker, right in your own house.
2: Never heard the brand's name ever, 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 I can't
3: ever. Be. Uh,
2: have you, Mike? Oh yeah, yep. No, because I thought you were mispronouncing espresso <laughs> and saying Nespresso. I'm like, it's not Nespresso, you dummy.
3: <laughs> <When> <laughs> I like doing this show with I'm you. I'm the
2: dummy. Okay, that's fair.
3: I'm going to take a break.
2: All right.